welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla Show. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Frankavilla, board-certified family physician and diplomate with the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I've been helping patients lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems for the last 10 years, and I'm taking what I've learned from them to you. In this podcast, you will learn the science behind why you struggle with your weight and what to do about it, tips for common challenges, work to fight bias about what a healthy weight really is, and improve your relationship with food and your body. Please remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. This podcast is meant to be informational in nature only, not medical advice. Please seek out care from your physician for your specific needs. Okay, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the 20th episode of the podcast. Thank you for sticking with me so far, and I am so excited to continue with this show. Today, we are going to answer some questions that I have been getting from medications. If you have questions that you want to ask about anything related to weight or weight and health, you can go ahead and ask your question, put it on social media, and I will answer it on an episode or you can go ahead and email the Dr. Frankavilla show at gmail.com. That's the Dr. Frankavilla, which is F-R-A-N-C-A-V as in Victor, I-L-L-A show at gmail.com. And I will go ahead and put it on a future episode. So these questions today all revolve around the topic of weight loss medications or what are more officially referred to as anti-obesity medications. And there is a great podcast episode. I think it's episode 12 with Dr. Fitch. We go through all the medications in detail, but these are some specific questions that I have been getting from the general public and from physician colleagues about the medications. And I am super excited to answer those for you today. So when we talk about these medications, One of the big questions that I always get from my patients and that people keep asking me on social media is, do I have to take this medication forever? So one of the weight care principles that I talked about in the first episode is that whatever you do to lose weight, you have to do to keep losing weight and keep it off. So that mindset is really important because we want to make sure that you are making choices regardless of it's a type of eating, medication, an amount of time you spend exercising that is sustainable for really long periods of time. Because if you stop doing the thing that helps you lose weight, you're really likely to regain that weight or at least some of that weight. So the same is true for medications. If a medication helps you lose weight, you're probably going to have to stay on it more or less forever to continue having those results. So I think it's really important to know that going into taking a medication. This can become a challenge because some of the newer medications that are really effective are quite expensive. And so while that investment may seem possible in the short term, you want to consider if that is something you are going to be able to continue being able to afford long term. Many of our older medications are quite affordable. And so for many people, that's less of a concern on our oral medications and our pills. So going back to this idea of do I have to take the medicine forever? The worst thing, and this might feel pretty bad to you, that will happen if you stop the medicine is that you regain weight. 
So, you know, it's not like you become addicted to the medicines or like, you know, your body withdraws from them or something. There are some that we recommend going down from slowly and not just suddenly stopping. But in general, nothing terrible is going to happen when you stop these medications. That being said, you are likely to regain the weight slowly over time and possibly get back to the weight you started at. Or for some people, you may end up even higher than that as you continue on your natural set point if you were gaining weight prior to the medication. So I think that's really important. And what the data says is that, yes, you should expect to continue these medications. Now, There are reasons why that may not be the case. I think that there are some patients who maybe don't need these medications forever. And those tend to be people that I have met who maybe they had maintained a large weight loss for a really long time. They've already lost 70 pounds with diet and exercise, and they had been keeping that off. And then something happened. Maybe they had a big injury. Maybe they had an episode of depression. Something major happened in their life and they gained weight. And if we can use the medication to help them lose weight and get back to what their life looked like before, where they're, say, exercising an hour a day or um, their depression is treated, then maybe they will be able to maintain without the medication. That is a more rare story that I see in my practice. And again, the data would say that you do have to take the medication long-term. The other thing to consider if that feels a little overwhelming is you can always try going off, but I would recommend having close follow-ups with your physician if you're doing that, checking in on your weight regularly, and don't be afraid to restart the medication if you're regaining weight. And of course, don't blame yourself if you are regaining weight, okay? So the other thing to consider is maybe that particular medicine stops being a good fit for you. Maybe you develop a side effect to it. Maybe it's keeping you up at night or causing too much nausea and you want to switch medications. You may still get great effect from switching to another medication. So you don't have to feel married to the first medicine you take. But if medicines are helping you to lose weight, you're probably going to want to stay on some sort of medication long term. You might be able to decrease the dose as well on that medication. And you, for some of the medications, might be able to use it intermittently, meaning occasionally. Not all meds work that way, but some of the medications like Phentermine, it is possible to say just take it on the weekends or just take it some days when you feel like you might need it more. So there is some flexibility in what taking that medication looks like long-term and which medication maybe that you do take long-term. But I think it's important to know that these medicines are considered long-term medicines, and if they were work for you, you're likely to have to continue them. So that's really important before you start a medicine that that feels doable to you, whether that's financially or whether that's just the idea of taking something long-term. That's an important mindset to have going into the medications. Okay. This next question is the one I, I just feel like I'm answering all day long. So a lot of people have it. So we have our newer medications, our injectables with Wagovi, which is the brand name for weight loss for semaglutide, Wagovi being the most effective and most popular as of March of 2023 when I'm recording this. And so the big question, you know, people are seeing amazing success stories online is how do I get this medication? My insurance doesn't cover it. 
This is a huge challenge. And in the previous episode, we talked with Dr. Leslie Golden about, you know, some of the challenges with access to these medications. So this medication is quite expensive when you pay for it out of pocket. It's usually more than a thousand dollars, sometimes quite a bit more than that. If you are paying cash for this medication, and that is a monthly cost. And again, like we talked about, this is something you're probably going to be taking long-term. So for most people, that may not be affordable. So if your insurance doesn't cover it, unfortunately, there's no real magic wand for that. So people keep seeming to think I have some solution to that. I don't. I'm so sorry. Um, but I do have some ideas for you. So if your insurance does not cover it, one option that some people are able to utilize is getting Zempic, which is the same medication, it's semaglutide from Canada. So you would just get your paper copy of the prescription and you can submit it to online pharmacies in Canada that are able to fill that medication for you, often at a much cheaper price, though still hundreds of dollars a month. So quite expensive for many people. So that can be an option for people who you know are able to afford that long term. Another option, of course, would be to utilize a different medication. So while I'm just as excited as everyone about these newer injectable medications, I think we have to recognize that we do have some other medications that are much more affordable and are easier to get in many cases. And so that may be a place to start. And I have seen people have phenomenal results with some of those older medications. So if you've already tried those and those don't work for you, then, you know, again, maybe it is time to push and figure out how to get a newer medication like Wagovi. But if you haven't tried some of the older medications, they, they work great. I have spent, you know, the majority of my career utilizing those medications for my patients. So, you know, again, there are some alternatives to those medications that may be a fantastic fit for you. The other option, and we talked about this a little bit in the podcast with Dr. Golden, is advocating for yourself a little bit. And you could potentially go to your HR department, um, to your benefits manager, the person who deals with insurance, and you could ask them or write them a letter asking them to cover these medications. Most people, I don't believe, are intentionally not covering these medications. I've really kind of changed my mindset on that. I think they just, now that I've had to pick out an insurance plan for, for my business, I realize that, you know, no one really asks you if you want to cover these things or not. You you have to sort of know as the employer that you want to cover some of these things that are not required on an insurance plan. So if that is the case and you have an HR department where you're at, then maybe you can go to them and just say, hey, did you know that these medications are not covered on our insurance plan? Is this something you could look into covering when you renew our benefits? And we're hearing success stories all over the country about this working. So that may be something that, that you could do to help get this medication in the future. One thing I would advise against is there are all sorts of pharmacies that are offering and, and clinics that are offering this, quote, compounded semaglutide. And personally, I'm quite suspicious of this. So semaglutide, you know, there's a pharmaceutical company, Novo Nordisk, that has a patent for that medication. And they're the only ones who can be making it at this point in time. So there is no generic semaglutide. That, that's not a thing that's available. So if you are getting a compounded medication or someone is offering you that, you don't really know what a compounded semaglutide or a compounded one of these medications, one of these injectables actually is, where it's being made, 
how it's being made. So I would be very suspicious of that. That is not a regulated product. And personally, I would not take it. I would not let a loved one take it. And I would not offer that to my patients. So I would be very suspicious of that. You know, if you get a fake Louis Vuitton bag, you're not gonna, you're not gonna hurt yourself from that. You get a fake medication. I don't know. That could have some consequences. I wouldn't want to mess with that. So that would be my recommendation there. So again, unfortunately, there's no immediate magic answer to if your insurance does not cover this medication. If you are able to afford it out of pocket or out of pocket from Canada, that can be an option for some people. You, again, might be able to advocate for yourself for future coverage or don't be afraid to utilize the other tools. Even though Wagovi is getting so much attention now because it is such a great med, there are other medications that are an option. And then don't forget about surgery as well. Surgery, you know, works in a very similar mechanism. It works on those same hormones. It does work on the GLP that Wagovi works on. And so if you're really looking for aggressive weight loss, maybe bariatric surgery is actually the more sustainable long-term option for you. And for good or for bad, that's often covered better by insurance plans than the medications. Okay, this one is a question that that I also get and that um, has been asked. And it's, I don't feel like I eat that much. Will medicine really help me? And that, of course, depends. So I do have people comment on that a lot. And I always believe people on what they say they are eating. And very often people are not really eating that much. And then some people, of course, are are eating more than they realize and the medication might be helpful. So there's a few ways that medication might help, even if you feel like you don't eat that much. So a lot of the medications make you eat less frequently. So let's say right now you're eating four or five times a day in their really reasonable portion. Well, utilizing a medication may now allow you to eat three times a day. So you would be eating less overall. A lot of the medications also let you eat less of a portion size. So we were just talking about Wagovi and what I've heard from some of my patients on the injectable medications is that they are able to eat quite small portions of food and feel full and satisfied. I had someone earlier this week say they had two bites of a cheeseburger and felt full. And that was all they wanted at a restaurant. That is hard for me personally to imagine, right? No matter how little you think you're eating, you're probably eating more than two bites of a cheeseburger. Another person who told me they ate half a piece of pizza and felt full. Again, to me, that sounds like a pretty intense decrease in volume of food for most people. I think it's pretty unusual for the majority of people to eat half a piece of pizza, feel full, satisfied with no desire to eat anymore. So that gives you some idea of the power this medication has for some people. Even if you feel like you're eating a reasonable portion, maybe we eat half the burger or one piece of pizza and that's it. Well, the medication may allow you to you know, decrease that intake even more, even if you're already at a really reasonable place. There are also some effects that are beyond just eating less on some of these medications. So example with fentermine, you know, the majority of what fentermine does is lets you eat less and lets you eat less often, but there is a small increase in metabolic rate that occurs with fentermine. And some people have a side effect of having more energy, which might make it easier to exercise and do other things. So, you know, the medicine is not working only by making you eat less, even if that's the main thing that it is doing for most people. There are also some metabolic effects 
to some of the medications, particularly our injectable, our GLP medications like Wagovi and Saxenda. And those medications are going to have you eat less because you feel physically more full because of the hormone in it. That hormone also can suppress hunger at the brain level and make you have a desire to eat less food. But it is also having effects on insulin and glucagon, which are hormones that regulate blood sugar in your body. And so those are probably having some metabolic effects that are contributing to weight loss as well. Besides just how much you eat, the way your body interacts with food is probably different on these medications as well. So there are some metabolic effects that occur above and beyond just regulating your appetite that might be helpful. So if your question was, I don't feel like I eat that much, well, the medicine really helped me. I think picking the right medication and trying that medication is probably worth it if you qualify for it, if you have a high enough um, body weight to see if it does make a difference for you. You won't know until you try. And if it doesn't make a difference, then you know you need a different path forward. But, you know, for example, with that medication, Wagovi that keeps coming up, about 95% of people are going to have clinically significant weight loss on it. 5% won't lose weight, but, you know, mo- the very strong majority of people will at least lose some weight on it. So, you know, I think that's important consideration. Okay. And then the, the big question, of course, that everyone asks and that as these medications are becoming more popular I'm hearing is, are the medications safe? So we all have to accept a certain amount of risk in anything that we do in our life, right? Nothing is is completely safe. You know, I could trip over all my electrical wires that I have set up for my podcast and break my leg right now, right? Who the heck knows? But, you know, overall, when we're thinking about medications, we always talk in medicine about risk benefit. So what's the risk benefit? So Any of these medications can have side effects. Some of those are mild, like, you know, feeling a little anxious or restless for a few days. And some of those might be, you know, more significant, like severe insomnia or depression. Maybe you get a gallstone pancreatitis from all the weight loss from one of the medications or something. So, you know, there there can be some side effects. And of course, with newer medications, you know, we never know what we're going to find in the future. Now, these injectable medications have been available for, I think, decades for diabetes, So there's been similar meds that have been used for diabetes for a really long time. So I think we feel pretty confident these medications are reasonably safe, but this is probably a reason why these medications are being used for people who have significant amounts of weight to lose and who have medical problems that are being caused by their weight. So if you have just a couple of pounds to lose, maybe it's not worth taking a medication, right? If you don't truly have a disease related to your weight, you know, you just want to lose five or 10 pounds so that you feel more confident in a dress or in a swimsuit, maybe then it's not appropriate to take the medication, right? And that's not what they're indicated for. They're indicated for people who have a BMI of, you know, more than 27 with medical problems or a BMI of more than 30 without a a clear weight medical problem. So if you don't fall within the guidelines for the medication, you should certainly discuss it with your physician because it it may be appropriate for you to use. But I think the risk benefit of any medicine is if, if you don't need it, you know, you shouldn't take it. That being said, if you have significantly elevated BMI that we know is likely to increase your risk of heart disease, cancer, and other medical problems like diabetes, 
then maybe it is worth taking a medication for you. And if you already have a medical problem like diabetes or heart disease, then taking a medication probably makes a lot of sense, right? Because you are reducing your medical problems through weight loss. And if you can do that and improve your health, then the small risks that could come with the medication are probably worth it. But of course, those are discussions for you to have with your individual physician. So, you know, no medication is completely risk-free, but on average, when I have this discussion with my patients, you know, most of those risks are smaller than the benefit we see. So for example, there is this label for Wagovi, keep going back to that one. It's pretty popular right now that, you know, says it could increase the risk of thyroid cancer in patients who have risk for that very specific risks, like a, a family history of medullary thyroid cancer. So that's a very rare thing that might happen. Okay. So there's a small amount of people who maybe if they have the genetics for it might possibly be at risk for thyroid cancer. Okay. It's a kind of a theoretical thing, not even completely proven right now. On the flip side, we absolutely, you know, know that having a BMI in that obese category is high risk to not high risk, I should say, but increases the risk of many different types of cancers, right? So on one side, we have this theoretical risk of a rare cancer. On the other side, we have a known risk of many common cancers that are increased by having excess weight. So the benefit of weight loss to reduce that risk of many different types of common cancers probably is more important to most people than that very small risk of a rare thyroid cancer. So those are the sort of things that when we're talking about safety of medications, we are thinking about as physicians and hopefully explaining to our patients, like what is the individual benefit for you of the medication? What are some possible risks and do the benefits outweigh those risks? So that's what you always want to be considering when you're thinking about taking a medication for yourself and what your doctor, I promise, is always thinking about when they prescribe a medication for you. Okay. So that's kind of the quick overview on safety of the medications. Again, always talk to the person who's prescribing the medication for you if you have concerns. And again, that's why if you're just taking a weight loss medicine to lose a few pounds, you know, that may not make sense. If you're trying to get from a size six to a size four, you know, is the risk benefit there? I don't know your story. I don't know your health, but, but maybe it's not. Okay. All right. Well, I had a ton of fun answering these questions that I have been getting, and I hope that you will send me more. Maybe we'll do episode 30 as some more questions. So shoot me questions on social media, and you can also email them directly to the Dr. Frank show at gmail.com. That's the D-R-F-R-A-N-C-A-V as in Victor, I-L-L-A show at gmail.com. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, take care. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Frank Avila Show, where we learn about all things related to weight and health. If you love this podcast, make sure to leave those five-star reviews and share this podcast with a friend or loved one. If you have a topic about weight and health you want me to tackle, head over to the website, thedrfrankavillashow.com to submit your question. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode. Take care.